This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David Arquette runs the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this shit? Show. Be so awful, Mr. McMahon. I didn't think it was. By Angro on a pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon and the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Mankind did it! Jumpy, jumpy, uh, beep, beep. Goldberg steered Russo out of the cage. I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is... Vince Russo's The Brand. Here, here, here's what I think when it comes to television. This, this I think, is a problem. I think you got to clearly define who you are. Because, bro, let's face it, man. CW or any other network, they're paying for the 18-34 to 34 demo. That's what they're paying for, the 18-34 to 34 demo. These wrestling shows are on at night. They're not on Saturday morning anymore. They're on primetime television. So if you're going for that 18 to 34-year-old adult demo and those are the advertisers and the sponsors you're going for, how can you ask the question? How can you make the statement, well, if kids are watching, bro, what if kids are watching your other adult-related well, shows? When I bring up the kids, I'm not saying don't do what you do because kids going to watch anyway. Right, right. Kids can watch porn right now right. on their computers or on their on cell their phones phone. or on their life. So I'm just saying the 18 and 34 got little kids, but the people older than that got little older kids. And when you're talking about putting asses in seats, every brand wants asses in seats because sometimes kids are the nucleus that divides one generation to another. So nobody cares about that. You know, I'm just saying you got to have that. You just got to have that market because those Christmas presents and those birthday presents are not being bought by some guy 18 to 34. That's big money of the little of the little dolls, the WWE, not dolls, but the little the little fat dolls that you can yeah, play yeah. with. Yeah, that that yeah. bullshit. You remember that? Stretch Armstrong. That, no, 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 no. These are like the little the little dolls you can lay on. Or oh, the pillow, like the wrestling little, buddies. Wrestling buddies? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. They ain't yeah. trying to sell those to you and me. Kids. But I'm just saying, I was just using that as an analogy. But as a professional wrestling thing, period, brother. Remember they did the thing with Hawk about him being uh, drunk and wasn't sober. Remember they kind of did that with Scott Hall also because they had problems in real life. Now, we know an abundance, a plethora of professional wrestling that had had demons Mm -hmm. deeper than that. But they never did those on television. They never did the, the, the drug addict guy and wrote it into the script. They never did that. That drug thing is just one thing we don't need, brother. I mean, in professional wrestling, because, come on, man. It's, how many people doing 20 years for having a damn stick of marijuana, brother? 
But isn't it, isn't it, don't net, don't networks look at wrestling? Isn't it a double standard? Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's what, that's what I don't understand. It, this guy might get it, but the next guy might not. Yeah. And they're on the same board. And this guy's argument, just like a lawyer that's defending Vince Russo for some of the misdeeds he's done in life. And he's got a defense lawyer that's trying to get him off the hook. Of which, if I was on the jury, you know I'm a vote, but that's no here nor there. But then, then you got a prosecutor that's coming up with this, whose argument is best. Yeah, that's and true. Which way this, which true. way this boardroom gonna go with that? That's true. Yeah, I'm it, just it, saying. Yeah, and yeah, it just does take one person. Don't take but one. Yeah. So that is why I'm saying, Vince. I understand exactly where you're coming from. So if we don't know. Why go? Yeah, it was definitely not worth taking the risk, especially you just starting a a relationship with these people. We don't need what did what did Apollo's manager tell Apollo against Rocky? You seen all the Rocky movies, bro? What did he tell him? Well, my favorite scene is when Duke, when Duke, man, we know this guy. We don't need him in our lives. Okay, Wait, now you see what I'm saying. Here's my favorite line. We don't let it go. Let it go. Bro, I had a Jeep when I was in high school and my back wheel cover, I got let it go. Put on my <laughs> back wheel cover when Duke said to Apollo, let it go. And Apollo <laughs> said, book the damn match, bro. Remember so that? Now, now you see what I'm saying. Yes. We don't need this. What did you tell him? We don't need this guy. Right. You're right. That's exactly We don't need him. That's right. But Apollo, emotions override his intellect because now his emotions involved. And I'm not going to let some jabroni that's beating up in a meat, beating up meat in a meat (laughs) factory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Come out here and make me look bad. Duke was sweating, bro. His, his <laughs> eyes were popping out. We don't need this man in our life. Oh, bro, I got to tell you something, and I know <laughs> you didn't see it. You will love this, bro. Go watch the Sylvester Stallone documentary on Netflix. It just came out about a week ago. Oh, okay. Phenomenal, bro. Absolutely phenomenal. Bro, I got I got to tell you a funny story that I, I never told you this, and you're going to get a kick out of it. Bro, you know, so many people make up such BS about me, and the BS becomes folklore because pe- people don't like me because I'm a, I'm a big mouth New York or whatever. I always hear over and over again that, oh, Vin- Vince, Vince Russo made excuses for his uh, ratings and this and that, and he made excuses because of standards and practices. Bro, I never said that one time in my life. Standards and practices, I learned early on in WCW that you had to work around them. Because here was the issue, Stevie, with standards and practices. From day one, I said to them, give me a handbook. Give me your handbook. I will abide by everything in that handbook. Bro, I asked for that the first three months I was there. Never did they give me the terms policy? So basically, did they have ev- any? I don't know, bro, because every week the rules changed. 
That's what made it difficult. You never knew what was going to be okay and what wasn't going to. You never knew when you're writing the show. So, bro, this will be hysterical. Bro, do you know, remember the picture for the the Atlanta Braves, um, Glavin, Dan Glavin? Yeah. You know, his brother was like the head standards and practices guy. No, I didn't. Dan Glavin's brother in Atlanta. I used to have to deal with this guy all the time. He was he was the head honcho. Oh, right? I didn't know that. Yes, yes, bro. So Stevie, I want to. I, I write a. I write a scene where Scott Hall and Kevin Nash walk into the building drunk off their ass. Mm-hmm. Okay, so stand is in front. Oh, yeah. We can't have uh, two wrestlers showing up to work drunk. You know, like I like I said, I never know what they're going to allow or not allow. Right. So now I'm like, okay, now I got to work around standards. <laughs> so, bro, I said, okay, bro, guys, I totally understand. Yeah, man, re- wrestlers don't drink, bro. Rest- wrestlers never show up to work drunk. Oh, no. Right. not for- Yeah. So I said, okay, guys, how about we do this? Scott Hall and Kevin Nash have very, very bad colds. They're both very sick. So they walk into the building and they're they're downing NyQuil. Right. Bro, that was totally okay. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, bro. You're going to have every kid now going in the medicine cabinet to see if they have NyQuil. And that that's okay with you guys? Oh, my that, goodness. That's what used to screw me up, bro. They never used to give me an Give me the rule book. That's what I used to say. So in essence, you're flying blind. Absolutely. Bro, I'll never forget this, bro. This is the one that shocked me the most. Bro, when I used to work at the WWE, I formed a relationship with the Rosati sisters. Mm Mm-hmm. Remember the Rosati sisters were three heavy set fans, and Bobby Heenan used to make fun of them all the time. Right. So, bro, I formed a relationship with them, and I was able to get them on a, on an episode of Nitro. So, bro, the scene is Piper's in the parking lot, and in walk the Rosati sisters. <laughs> so, bro, Piper is reeling off one fat joke. <laughs> Piper is just rolling with every fat joke, right? And it, and it's funny and hysterical. I get a call from standards and practices, Vince. We cannot rule that because there's going to be one heavy set person of our audience that's going to be upset by that. That was the stuff that shocked me. Like, really, bro? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it it was it was tough, bro. I mean, but I had I had to kind of try to learn the hard way. Wow. Well, wow, yeah. I didn't know you were blind. I didn't know you were flying blind like that. Oh God, bro. That that's I, what drove me crazy. If you tell me what not to do, I won't do it. But bro, right. when you're moving back the goalpost every, every week, right? And, and as I'm writing, I, I'm I'm now I'm trying to guess is this right. gonna fly is or this not? This gonna be cool or it's not. Exactly, right. man. Just tell me, man. Like just well, just but, okay. Let's let's take that, let's take that same analogy back to um the uh NWA. Yeah, yeah, NWA thing. Yeah. Come on, man. Whether they got standards of practice or not, I'm just trying to get out the gate, baby. Baby, let me get out the gate. Just let me get out the gate. And then, you know, and get established. Then we can go there. 
I'm quite sure if you and Ed were coming up with something back in those days and say, hey, man, what if we have uh, some of the NW members in the back doing cocaine before the show? Brother, I don't care what era. You go, you two are gonna look at each other and go, nah, I don't want to be a part of that. But 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 Stevie, you know what? He he here's the difference. So and listen, man, I know Billy and I and I like Billy. And you know, bro, Billy, Billy is a freaking big time rock star. He's got a whole yeah. he's, he's on a whole other different plane. But I gotta be honest with you, bro. And here's here's where I think a huge problem lies with like the Billy Corgans and the the um the Tony Cons. Bro, there's a lack of experience. Like if I if all of a sudden tomorrow I'm working with another wrestling company and another network, bro, I worked with three previous networks. Mm-hmm. I know how the networks are going to think. I know what they're going to say. I know where the red flag is 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 going to be, bro. If you've never worked for a network before, mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you, bro. Billy didn't think twice about that and thought it was no big deal for that same reason. Bro, there are, there are people, there are shows on the network where people are doing cocaine. Yeah. Experience, bro, is, is, is a big thing. Having been in that position before. And, and that's no, where they need someone like yourself. Maybe not you, but someone like yourself to have better judgment of some of the most minute things that can turn everything inside out. Bro, it's a way know, to get. It's a way to get somewhere. It's always another trail to get to the same place you're trying to go. Yeah, on the safe side, bro. The short, know, the short way might be through the quicksand area. Uh, yeah. The long way is safer, though. Stevie, you know what's one thing I don't understand, and I've seen this for the last, you know, God, God knows how long. You know, bro, I I walked away from TNA in like 2012. And I always used to get these calls from these upstarts that they wanted me to write their TV. Right. And I learned real quickly, bro, if you are the promoter of a company mm-hmm. and it's your money that you invested, you want to write the TV. You you have no need for Vince Russo. You want to write the TV. But, bro, I got to tell you. When I look at guys like Billy Corgan and I look at guys like Tony Khan because they're the promoters and it's their money and they want to write the TV, bro, they have hurt themselves by not bringing in writers that know what they're doing, bro. Right, and and, right. and, and that, that just blows my mind because, bro, if, if you're looking at those numbers and those numbers are not moving You've got to get to the point where you say, you know, bro, like maybe I'm doing something wrong. Like maybe I'm missing something. But I don't know, Stevie. I don't know if it's the ego. I mean, come on, Stevie. Say, say, say tomorrow you buy the Pittsburgh Steelers. You, I know damn well the only thing Stevie is going to get involved in is what Stevie knows. Every areas that he's not familiar with, he's going to go out and hire the best people. Bro, that don't happen in wrestling, bro. No, nah, you're right. You're right. Especially this 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 age, man, where you really need good writing, you know. But and you can see the difference between a WWE show. And this is what I talk with with my fans all the time about. 
you can see the difference between a real written show and a show where they just put things together. Absolutely. You can see the difference. I say, look, at nothing ties together. And it's always something different where I have to use my mind to go, why is this happening again? Oh, let me see. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it doesn't go lockstep, step by step, inch by inch, in the words of Mo Howard from the Three Stooges. Right. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> you can just see it's a reason why the Paul Heyman and the tribal chief thing and all of that stuff. Always, eighty percent of the time, maybe seventy, ends your show, and they put little excerpts. You know what I'm saying, leading up right. to right. That the end. Thread. It's a reason the why they do that. Yeah, because they make you, they make you want it. Yeah, it's a reason why the news tell you coming up Thursday. Man, it's only Monday. You know. Yeah, we're gonna have some information on why that plane crashed into a mountain last week. Whoa, wait a minute, man. Why can't you tell me right now? Absolutely. It's too easy. Yep, yep. Because I got to get you focused on all this other stuff leading up to that. So that's hard to do. Some people are very good at it. Some people are not. That's why you can see how those shows flow on WWE. Every time I'm watching AEW, and I love AEW, the wrestlers, but everything is just so convoluted to me that I can't get why certain things are happening. Stevie, what you just talked about, bro, you got to be taught that. You got to be taught. Like, I was at a level, bro, because, you know, like, you know, I I had a degree in journalism. I was a writer. I was writing the magazine. Right. But when when Ed Ferrara came in, who had been writing and formatting and scripting television shows, he Uh, brought me now to the next level. You need to be taught. Bro, you're you're not going to know that because you were a wrestler for 20 years. No, not at all. You need to learn Didn't you see that when Hogan was running stuff? Absolutely, bro. I I mean, main event, Hulk Hogan and the booty man in in the main event. Who was the no who, who, who was the money? Who was the mummy? What was the mummy? Who was that? Was that you on the tape? Who was the, what was his name again, bro? Yeti, Yeti, Yeti. That was were you the Yeti, Stevie? Because I don't think you were on TV during that time. You want to drop a bombshell oh. here? Oh my God, my the stomach Yeti. has heard it. My See, bro, that's what, bro. Whenever people talk about me, I go right to the Yeti. I'm like, bro, don't listen. Go watch the Yeti, then come back and tell me I was the worst booker in the history of wrestling. Okay? Oh, but they had a, but they had a Yeti and a mummy. Yeah, <laughs> bro. Yeah. They were I'll together. I was watching that show and the Yeti came out and I'm like, what, what are we doing here? Like, what, what are we, what do we do with this Yeti, Stevie? I got something else I got to tell you, TV related. Oh my God, my stomach, bro. God, the Yeti, yeah, the Yeti, Stevie. Go ahead. Because I was when I, when this happened this week, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, my God, bro. If we, you and I, grew up in this era, how many great television shows, movies would we not have had? Oh. I mean, anything Norman Lear wrote, we would have never seen anything. Have you heard the latest, bro, now? What's that? Bro, in the 30 years of The Simpsons, Mm -hmm. okay, the running gag is when Homer gets mad at Bart, okay, he chokes him out. 
<laughs> like oh, he's, been choking, <laughs> he's been choking out his own son for 30 years. Okay. Right. No more, bro. No more. That's child abuse. Bro, we're talking about a cartoon, <laughs> Stevie. We're talking about animation, which was now now my mind's going. Bro, you would have never had Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. Oh no. Oh my God, you bro. You would have never had Jackie Gleason telling his wife. Oh my God. Bro, you know, I don't... Said one of one of these days. Oh. One of these days, Vince. Ooh. To the bang moon. zoom, bang zoom, and, and I'm I'm thinking of oh my god, can you imagine oh. all the things, bro, bro? Remember when? Remember when Warner used to do like those wartime cartoons? Yeah, and they used to stereotype, you know, Japanese, and oh my god, like forget it, bro. Oh man, but I mean, you're censoring oh, wow. cartoons now. It's not real. It's a joke. Bro, I think they should have censored the Simpsons when they had the OJ Simpson episode. What? What? what I didn't see that. What did they do? What did they? You got to go pull it back up. You got to go watch. pull it back up. And they was talking to OJ, and Homer was telling the whole town that you know different things about OJ being a good person, this, that, and the other, so on and so forth. Then at the end, OJ gets a knife and starts stabbing people. <laughs> <laughs> They soiled. They soiled OJ's good name. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta watch that this Man, week. I, I'm telling you, bro. I lost it. I lost it because I, I. I don't really watch The Simpsons, you know. Right, and I right. just happened to put it on there just a few years back. I just happened to put it on there, and he was making everybody feel sorry for OJ. Everybody was like, you know, yeah, that's right. You know, you know the moral thing. You know what I'm saying? And then OJ gets out a knife and starts chasing people and stabbing. Oh my God. I'm I on the it. floor. <laughs> I'm on the floor in stitches, man. Because uh, I didn't get a chance to see what led up to right. Homer, you know, getting out there and talking for him, man, making yeah, the whole town yeah. like, hey man, this is just a good dude, you know? Oh my God. I've only seen it one time. I want bro, I wonder if you could even pull that up today. I don't know. I got to go. So I'm going to check that out That's what made me week. think about it. Yeah. It's you bringing that up. And I'm like, if anything should have made a show stop doing stuff, it was that episode. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, but I, I, I'm yeah. just so thankful, bro. We would have never saw all in the family, the, the Jeff. You would have never saw Maud for crying out loud, bro. You know, I mean, God. Man, what, Man what bro, great... remember that one episode, bro, of the of All in the Family that was so heavy where where uh Edith almost got raped. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, and that was that was so controversial at the time. That one there today. That was heavy, man. That was really nah, that, yeah, I remember that. That was before a lot of things on those shows was way before its time. Way, but Gloria Way Gloria, before its time. Gloria passed the uh the construction site and got raped. Remember? Right. Oh, right. yeah. There, there was heavy, heavy stuff in that show, bro. Yeah, I mean, they use comedy. And like I have talked about many times, how those guys were so good at using comedy to educate people. Absolutely. Comedy had never been used to educate people in that way before. You know, all the comedic shows before that, like Dick Van Dyke or, you know, Gilligan's Island or, you know, McHale's Navy, you know, the 
uh, Beverly Hillbillies. All those were funny shows, but they never taught you those life lessons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They never taught you those life lessons. And man, I look back at those shows now, man, and go, wow, bro. I can learn from them now because I was too young to get it then. Oh, I'm with you, bro. You know I am with you. Yep. And yep. like, wow, brother, what were these guys thinking? What kind of, you know, we're talking about writers and wrestling. Oh, God. What man. were these guys on back in those days, bro? Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't learn nothing from the 70s, then you didn't pay attention to nothing. Yeah, bro. I'm I'm with you, bro. Bro, I, I love, too, how they did, you know, the whole thing with, you know, Archie being so racist. Right. And then, bro, and then what? A couple of years later, we have Fred Sanford. Bro, remember when there was the black cop and the white cop? Yeah. <laughs> and, bro, it was Fred, Fred Sanford would, would relate to white people just like Archie did to black people. It was, like, freaking phenomenal. But, bro, they did it, like you said, through comedy, man. Right. You, you got the joke. Right. Oh, man. And and, and and Archie, the way they use Archie to me, to this day, I always have told people this through the years, was genius. Yeah, man, absolutely. Genius. Yeah. Because Archie racism is not from – a just straight up hate his racism and his bigotry is just from like you were saying about Tony. you just don't you, you don't just know. don't you know you're just ignorant yeah. to this real world because you live in your world yeah but you can see slowly but surely as the years went on how they brought him you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely and that's genius absolutely your wife is totally different from you. Right, right. Your son-in-law is totally different. Your daughter and everybody telling you you're a bigot and you still don't get it. But slowly but surely, he start to get it. And you remember when Lionel used to come over and Lionel would like, just listen to him because Lionel knew he was listening to ignorance. So he never got mad. Remember that? Right, yeah, absolutely. He never got absolutely. mad. And he would always say something to make Archie think about, you know, like what? You know what I'm saying? As he leaving, you know, that but, brother, but I don't bro, know. Who what, what they also did subtly, bro, bro. You, ju- I, I was thinking the same thing right before we brought when you brought up Lionel, mm-hmm. bro. Subtly, you Archie cares about this kid, right? You could go as far as saying Archie loves this kid right. subtly, like Archie doesn't even realize it. Right. He doesn't realize it. It gets it's almost at the point where like he's not even remembering Lionel's black. Right. He literally <laughs> he literally fell in love with the, those kids. Those were the freaking subtleties, bro, that a lot of people didn't get, you know? Right. Because Archie is as intrigued with him because he's black. Right. Right. Exactly. Came up about, he hasn't come up around black people. So this is a chance for him to ask some questions. You know what I'm saying? To a black person, because Lionel and Meathead were best friends, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And Louise and Edith was best friends. Yes, yes. Archie's the odd guy out. Absolutely right. <laughs> exactly. And, exactly. and, 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 and uh, Louise's husband never comes around. Remember whenever she came over, she was like, uh, what other husband are you on there? Why they don't never come? Well, George is working and blah, blah, blah. But at that time, it was no George. Yeah, right. It was no George yeah. in the picture. 
Yeah. Oh my God, man. When you look back on that, I'm like, this stuff is, especially the stuff we didn't learn now about the entertainment business, how things yeah. work. That that's genius, bro. And bro, what about what, what about <laughs> what about the Lorenzos when Vince Gardinia like what, did the cooking and and the and the what I think it was Maureen I can't remember her name but she was fixing things and she was right. like he couldn't handle that bro <laughs> that was great stuff man Vince remember his buddy remember his buddy Stretch Stretch Cunningham man oh God Stretch Cunningham bro oh what a what a freaking show unbelievable oh my goodness all right. Uh, we got to do an all in the family show just oh on that alone. God. All right, listen. Oh my God. Stevie Ray. What's going on with Stevie Ray TV? Same, same thing? Well, I got a special guest coming on, not next week, but the week after. Special guest, of which I'm going to invite the great Vince Russo to join me. No way, bro. No way. Yeah. I'm inviting you on again. See, that's what I do for you. You don't do stuff like that for me. <laughs> You know what I'm bro, saying? Bro, who is it? I'm not going to tell you. Somebody I know. Somebody you know very well. Oh, wow. Okay, good. I'm I'm there. I'm there. Book it. Book it, bro. Yeah. Somebody you know very well. Somebody of which you have maybe a thousand questions for. Ahmed? <laughs> I said no. a thousand. Oh, okay. <laughs> really? A thousand questions for? A That's thousand. Wow. Yes. So that is what I got booked on the show. And I said to myself, I need to let Vince come on because Vince has a lot of questions for a person like this. Oh, oh, beautiful. I asked the person, I said, would it be, would it offend you? Because I don't want to get out of line because I don't know what side of the fence you're on. I said, Vince, it's kind of like Donald Trump. Either you love him or you hate him. I don't know what's out of fish, y'all. So I got to ask. I say, can Vince come on? Actually, a couple of questions. Because I do a podcast with him, and I wouldn't want him asking me why I didn't have him on, man. He's like, yeah, man, it's okay. It's cool. I'm a, I keep it together. That's what he said. I keep it together. He will keep it together. Yeah, I don't want a hint. Bring me on cold. Bring me on cold, bro. I don't know. I'm not giving you no hits. I'm just let, letting you know what he said. Okay. So that hey, is bro, what's going on. Huh? Bro, bro, did you ever, I was trying to think about this the other day, because man, I've always been real, real tight with them, but I don't, I don't think you guys ever cross paths, but sometimes I think you do. Did you, have you ever had a relationship with D-Lo? Yeah. How? how? Um, I mean, you guys never worked you together. You remember, but I remember, I've always gone to the shows when they came to town. Oh, even okay. when I wouldn't, okay. I wasn't yeah, working you, there. You, you never work with them at any of the companies, did no, you? No, 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 never work with them. But just know him yeah. and different other shows and different conventions. And like I said, I would always go to WWE shows back in the day, you know, when those guys were working yeah. there and stuff like that. So, you know, even uh even before my brother even got there, uh, you know what I'm saying? I was always going to the show. So yeah. I know all those guys from from just being in the business. Yeah. What if, what cool if, you, what if we plan an intervention uh, and we bring on uh, Mark Henry, D'Lo, uh, Jr., and we bring we bring on Ahmed Johnson and we get it all out in the open? We bring, we bring in Ron, we bring on Ron Simmons. Can we, can well, we get it all? I think you can do it, man. Do you really? 
I think you can do it, but leave me out of it. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> come on. That would be I'm not, I ain't, my name Bennett. I ain't no. in it. You know what you're I'm gonna, saying? No, I'm going to let you. I'm going to you. No, you're going to be on edge, Johnny Cochran. All them brothers. No. All them brothers. No. And I have already gave you expert tutelage. No, you're okay. going to be his. You're so going to you be already his are a bona fide brother. No, you are going to defend the good name of Ahmed Johnson, like John in the in the honor of Johnny Cochran. Do you know how much money OJ had to spend to get that kind of defense? Oh my God! Please, I, oh, unbelievable! Just like this past week, Tuesday night, I had a guy named Jim Cooley. I did Jim Cooley's radio show years ago. And I had him on because somebody posted a thing about Floyd Mayweather uh, on on social media. And I put up there 100%. Jim Cooley hits me up and goes, Stevie, that's bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. I want to come on your show and talk about it. Good. So I let Jim Cooley come on this Tuesday night. And he starts giving me the ins and outs of why, why Floyd Mayweather is the best or the second best boxer ever. And I tore him apart. <laughs> tore him apart. You know why? Because like I said, Jim, you're not from my community. That's why I say no disrespect, but I said, when I came on your show, what did you want me to talk about race? And what did I tell you? Most people don't know how to talk about race. But since I, that's before I knew who he was, I said, oh, I assume you and your host, you and your co-host are white. He goes, yes. I said, okay, then don't be offended by anything I say. Just try to learn from everything I say, because what I'm trying to explain to him is like people from different cultures look at things totally different. Mm-hmm. And I say, that's not a knock on anybody. It just, Vince, your culture is different from my culture. Yep. That don't mean you're right. That doesn't mean I'm wrong. That doesn't mean you, I'm right and you're wrong. That just means difference. Right. And I was telling him, in the black community, other than the little young hip hoppers that don't know anything, that's just ruled by bravado, ruled by images, ruled by somebody walking around with a nice car, a nice house, this, that, and the other. You know what I'm saying? So they look at that the same way they look at the hip hop images and stuff like that, which really portrayed the same things. Yeah. Okay. I say, but a real person in the boxing business does not look at Floyd Mayweather as a person that's the greatest ever. So you know why I say he was talking about, you're talking about statistics and you're talking about analytics. Oh, and this, you know, Floyd Mayweather had the best punch rate, you know, only 13% of the people did this and blah, blah, blah. And he has the next person to him and this, that, and the other. But what if that next person to him, Fought the flat-footed Hispanic fighter seventy-five percent of the time. What would his what was his what would Sugar Ray Leonard look like if he had to fight the Miguel Cotto's of the world, the 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 Garcias of the world? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yep. The Andre Bertos of the world, the Marco Madonna. I said, do you know what a Tommy Hearns would have did to them? He said, "Oh, you trying to make this a race thing?" Now I said, "No, I'm not trying to make it a race thing. What I'm saying is, if you look at the history of sports in the last one hundred years." If you don't go up against the black person from the this hemisphere, you didn't beat nobody. I say yeah. you think uh you think you can put a Hispanic guy out there and outrun Usain Bolt? You think you can take somebody from South America and put them out there against Venus and Serena, and they're gonna just eat them alive, right? I say what? I say when it gets to the point where somebody is genetically engineered. The most genetically engineered person in the world is right in this hemisphere because of the slave trade. 
That's not racism. Yeah. Those are facts. Yeah. I said, ain't no, you think it's a wonder why the fastest man in the world always comes from the United States or maybe uh, one of the Caribbean islands. You think that's an accident? You got a whole continent, a billion black people. And they can't outrun the few guys right here in this part of the world. You ever thought about that? Yeah. That's what Jimmy the Greek was talking about. So when yeah. Mayweather picks his opponents that he knows is inferior, that's easy pickings. Yeah. I said, okay, let's get down to the tribal things. When the United States invaded Afghanistan, who did they pay to show them how an Afghan does his business? Another Afghan. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. When, when, when the United States Cavalry, back in the eighteen hundreds, wanted to catch Sitting Bull, or a Choctaw, or a a Chippewa, all these different tribals, who do they have to go to to help catch them? You see what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. So, if you look at pugilism, okay. The Ali's of the world, the Joe Frazier's of the world, uh, the Foreman's of the world, the Sugar Ray Leonard's of the world, the Marvin Hagler's of the world, the Tommy Hearns's of the world, the Evander Holyfield's of the world, the Mike Tyson's of the world. Did any of them get out there in that ring and fight flat-footed Hispanic fighters 80% of the time? Heck, heck no. They had to go against the guy that looks like who? Themselves. Yep, yep. So what I'm telling him is if you went in a barbershop in my neighborhood, they would throw your ass out by the back of your neck and the bottom of your britches. Yeah. Because how great you are is not on analytics. How great you are events who you fought. Yeah. 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 That's great, man. Just let people know. Yeah. Don't, don't come at me with that. Vince yeah. already tried it. <laughs> All right. So, so th- is this surprise guess the next couple of weeks? No, no, not this, him. This week? No, 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 not. I'm I'm doing my interviews on Tuesday, and I'm banishing uh, Saniano on Tuesdays. I'm I'm banishing him. Yeah, I'm putting him in head start. I mean, I'm putting him in a uh, timeout in the corner. Time timeout. Out. Yeah. yeah, timeout. Yeah. So what I've been doing is because AEW comes on on Wednesdays, I stopped doing the interviews on Wednesdays. Ah, I got you know it. Because AEW is on on Wednesday, and I do them on Tuesday because the only thing on is NXT. Yeah, yeah. All right. Bro, what about the book, man? You haven't updated us on that in a while. Oh, a lot of the things, like I was telling my boy Jim, a lot of these things that I'm illustrating right now are going to be in the book because yeah. nobody is looks at things like that and people are afraid to talk about it. Yeah. Well, I'm not. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I'm not. And I ain't trying to say nobody's better, this, that, and the other. But like I say, you get to the point where two sisters – dominate a sport that's been around over 120 years to the point where they look at each other and go, I don't even want to play no more. I got to play my sister to have some competition. competition. Yep. Yep. Has that ever happened before? It's not that I know of. And like I said, it ain't no slight on nobody, but when you call somebody the best, the best, the best. Now, the Venus and Venus, or at least Serena, they're going to be in that top five of all time. 
Because they didn't just beat competition. They dominated it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't just get by. Yeah. I'm trying to put somebody on the critical list. And like I said, if you put a Tommy Hearns, six foot one, with the strength of a heavyweight, and you put one of them flat-footed guys that fought Mayweather, brother, do you know what that man would do? Okay, Pepino Cuevas, who he got the belt from. He was Hispanic. Roberto Duran, who fought him. What happened to both of them? When they woke up, they was on the critical list in the hospital. Yep, yep. Those were good fighters. Yeah. Wasn't no 12 rounds of hugging, tapping. Nothing against Mayweather. Great defensive fighter. But, brother, you came in an era where the guys that look like you and the guys that study you, the guys that's trained under those same circumstances, I'm not saying, like I was telling him, I'm not saying he would have wouldn't have beat them. But you stayed away from him. So how would I ever know? Yeah, that's a great point, bro. More wisdom, bro. More wisdom from the great Stevie Ray, bro. Come at me with that stuff. <laughs> Jim Cooley. And what? And before we go, and what I was trying to tell him is that you don't understand this. Yeah. Because yeah. we're from two different worlds. I wouldn't have understand that until you laid it out to me. And when you lay it out to me, it makes all the sense in the world to me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that ain't racism. You like, oh, it's a race thing. This ain't a race thing. Who Jim Cooley ever beat? I think he beat his sister in the third oh, grade. Okay, very nice. All right, everybody. Jim's a good guy, though. He's my man, 50 grand. He's my That's dog. Awesome. All right, guys. That is it, man. Covered a lot of ground today. Thank you guys oh, yeah. for joining us. Remember to watch everything Stevie Ray TV, bro.